Hello, listeners. Here is a new episode for you where me and Daniel talk about... Stop, stop doing background fart. That's how he started the podcast as well. You'll start the podcast with a fart, and he did one in that while later in the intro. Oh, he's doing it with his mouth. He's faking farting. Remember in Marbella when there was a, that, that girl that was posing, doing Instagram pose, poses on the poolside, and she bent down to pick up like, I don't know, like a phone or something, and I made a fart noise, and she hated us. I think she put a hex on us. <laughs> He's just looking at us like that for joining in the intro. He's trying to say he's not in the room. Uh, right, look, I'm alone. <laughs> I'm alone in the room. Uh, we do a podcast. <laughs> Stop it, man. Look, we're drunk. We're high. <laughs> he's making it look like I'm farting. He's making it look like I'm farting and then, and then blaming somebody that isn't here. Which would be pretty cool. Like, you know, if I was on my own and I was just farting and I was, <laughs> and I was just riffing like this. This is one of my greatest bits. Excuse me. Screw, screw your floorboard. <laughs> Look, trust me, we're not this drunk on the podcast. It's just that we started drinking a lot during it. Um, we'll talk about being back on tour. We'll talk about um, the gigs, being on the road again. We'll actually cover a little bit about the the drama of the football last week. And we answer a few more questions that were posed by the parents. for the. Stop making a noise, man. I'm doing an intro. The questions that were uh, presented to us by the parents for the bonus episode. We didn't get to do them all because there's so many. Thank you for those. Uh, we've done a couple more of them on the pod as well. And some dad jokes at the end. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Um, are you hot? I am hot. It's really sweaty, isn't it? Oh, Danny, that's not how we're starting the podcast. But I'm hot, and you know when, like, fucking cakes rise, you get, like, little bubbles that fucking... But it's that. Like, it's the same thing that's happening to me. It's not. I can't be held responsible. Do you know, I think... When things are hot, things expand, and that includes the air in my... You're bubbling up inside? Mm Mm-hmm. Why did not come? Why did I thought heat rises? That thought should come out your mouth. Uh, I've got a real strong throat game. <laughs> <laughs> just shut that shit down. Uh, I felt it come Cut. up, and then and then kind of just choked it back down from there, all the way down my esophagus, and then like the fucking what is it? People say it's like fucking forty-seven miles of intestines you've got or something. Is that right? Oh, I mean, that was an exaggeration for comedic <laughs> effect, but it's so you closed the up and got it. Come out that way and had to double back. My all the way back. It was like fucking you know when you used to play snake and then it had to double back on itself and it took anyway. Uh-huh. And when you were really long and it, even and then, at the bottom you still have to go all. Oh. And then you'd be looping around the back and then like a bit of like bonus fruit appears or whatever. What was the bonus thing that appeared on snake? Was it meant to be fruit? What, yeah, it was meant to be fruit. Oh no, was it you that was in some sort of <laughs> snake I competition? I got, or texting competition. I got, I got, the, I got the final. I was meant to go to Arizona. <laughs> For what? I went in the phones for you, will we not? Yeah. You know what? I think I've listened. What to, year is I this? I think I've listened to this fairly recently um, on one of our flashback episodes, but it was so long ago. We're going to revisit this. Um, so basically, you you, you get a guy in the phones for you, I think it was, and show them your high score Aye. on Snake. Aye. And then you get a letter in the post if you are uh, invited to go to the final to compete live. Like, oh, that's got players. to be the saddest trip in the world. Mate, I couldn't go. I couldn't go. 
No, no. I mean, I just mean to the phones for you store to like get on the fucking bus. I was already bus. at the shops. I went. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I went Danny, think about it. I was already at the shops. So I was like, I yeah. mean, even then, the walk to walk up there, be like, like, there's yeah, a very sure. good chance they're just gonna go. Six hundred and fifty, you fucking yeah. mad. I was busy doing a big clothes shop and I was like, Yeah, Sean, hold me bags, I've got some business to attend to and I quickly popped the phones for you and showed them your high score. Fucking by the time I got home there was a letter. Uh, you're the best snake I've ever seen. You need to come to Arizona and play a snake against a bunch of... <laughs> From Brian Nokia. Uh, this is me and a bunch of Japanese kids just sat in Arizona <laughs> sweating my back. Um, so anyway, turns out that I cheated. Did you? Well, you can just pause it every time you're playing. So you can like pause, demo, pause, demo. It took us fucking ages, man. I completed snake. I think that was only true because I, I remember hearing about that like tactic. You but you can't do that. You can do that in the Nokia 3330. And the Nokia 3330 was like, the 3310 was what everyone fucking had. 50, it was might have been the 5110 or it might have been the 3110. I can't remember now. I think I said, I think I said it was the 33 or something on the original podcast that was spoke about it. Aye. But like, the memory of the memory is flaky new. Aye. Um, but I, so basically you played it for a bit. But what you do is you zigzag up and down from left to right or right to left, right? But you always leave a gap along the top and the bottom to loop around. Aye. So that you can go and right, but run the back again and chase your tail, and eventually like it closes the gap of where stuff can appear. So you get the you get the bit on the way, but then continue your route. Is this but like I just the kept type, pausing it and playing it and pausing it and playing it? Is this like the time that with one hundred percent sincerity during lockdown, you told me that you reckoned you were one of the best in the world at beat saber? I got fucking class at beat saber, <laughs> me. You got any idea? I found myself in the zone on beat saber. Aye, and I'm sure you did, but you were genuinely the way you were speaking to me was as if like like, like I could I could compete at the fucking to- Tokyo Games want, for it. Do you want to ask me? Uh huh. So when I'm in the headset and I'm on the top setting on beat saber, mm-hmm. and like it's almost like my limbs didn't know what they're doing. It's just fucking hitting these beats, and that's where they're gonna be. Because what I did, right? I didn't get reactive. I learned the path. I learned the path of where the beats were going to uh, be and how to get to them, right? And I'm fucking swooshing away, right? And I feel like a fucking Jedi when uh, I'm in there. And then I tell you that, and you took a piss of us and that, right? So I set up a fucking camera and recorded myself. <laughs> I tell you what, when I look back at it, I just went, I'm deleting that. <laughs> <laughs> it looked a lot less gracious than what it felt like. Uh, in but that is the thing about fucking VR. Like, you know, the game's super hot, right? And that's the one where, like, if you, every time you move, that's when time moves. But if you stay perfectly still, time's frozen. So you get it dug out of the way of bullets like Agent Smith. Ah, it's probably like Matrix fucking shit. Like, that always, you feel like a fucking ninja. And then when you watch your friends play it, they're just doing, like, half of a squat and then, like, like a very poor child's roly-poly. Like, and you're just like, oh, is that what I fucking look like? That was so cool when those bullets wasn't passed. Aye, but, but just no. in your in your room, there's just, just a cold, in your fucking head. Cold, dark reality, isn't it? And isn't that so true for reality as well? Mm. <laughs> we think we look way cooler Aye. than we actually fucking are. I always do. Do you I, think I, live, I, live, I live my life off and think I'm cool as fuck, and then just see myself on like a video and going, "Oh, yeah." I think that's what being old is—is is like you just fucking get to a point where. Uh, you just remember all the use that you fucking went through. So you just don't put up with anyone's shit because everyone's just like a fucking version of you or a friend that you had like 30, 40, fucking 50 years ago. Uh, and you're just like, like, it's all fake. This is all fucking fake. I, I miss the swagger I had when I was younger. I miss the swagger I had two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, when you see like uh, like Adam Rowe being like super confident and all that, like fucking like he's just Billy walking through life. Uh-huh. I often look at his crack and go, oh, I used to have that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I used to have that air. Uh. But I also I also think uh, I think your fucking priorities uh, change about. I was talking to Breed about this today over lunch, and it was just like there's a point in your career or your life, right? Where your work is your fucking, or something is your focus. Normally it's like your work, right? You're like, I want to be the best at this. I want to do uh, this as good as possible. And, and then you do that for a couple of years. And then you realize that like, it's just, there's no end to it. There's just achievement after achievement after achievement or whatever. And you're just never going to be fucking satisfied with it. Uh, you're and just what, insatiable. Yeah. And then you, and then you just suddenly realize, man, like I've got, a, you know, uh, you've got a good thing going on, like, you're like, and you're like, man, I've had a good fucking life, I don't need to fuck it, like, I, I can have other priorities now, but then what happens, especially for me, is it's like, I can feel the 24-year-old in my head being like, you fucking coward. Strive <laughs> for more. Aye. Aye, we had drive. Aye, but then, but then again, like, it's a man, I'm not going to listen to I, fucking any 24, like, the 24-year-old me that's like, fucking focus, you got to do all this fucking shit, I'm like, man, like, it was easy when you were, that, like, that fucking age, but now... I've just got different priorities. I get happiness from many other things. Yeah. Like there was a point when stand up was not like my only hat, but it was like my main. It, exhil- it exhilarated you. Yeah, constantly. And then, I mean, it still does, but mm. it's gotten to the point now where there's definitely other bits in my life where I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I'll sacrifice like a lot, of, as much of my time to, in the pursuit yeah. of this. Or maybe that's just. Do you think maybe it's because we've come out of lockdown and. Um, we got like so comfortable in my homes, because I've been, I've, I mean, how long have we been on the road now? Like ten days. Is that it? I think it might be. Oh, hold on. We'll come away. This is a uh, this is a dodgy one because you went home for a bit in between, but I've stayed out oh, since aye, I saw aye. you. So you left during the football because all bet all gigs were off during the football. Uh, so you popped back home. I've still been on the road since then. Aye. Um. But I never got homesick because I was just like in my London flat or whatever. Aye. And like it never felt, it never really, even though it was my home, it's where I lived, it's my, where my wife was. Aye. It never felt like, ho- like it was not home comforts like what I've got new. I've probably spoiled myself by building a house. Ah, it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, London's fucking great, but already, let's just do the complaints from this room Aye, let's, alone. Let's whinge off the top. Right. We're uh, in a little flat. We're in a little flat, which is fine, and it's obviously very expensive because it's fucking London, so just the house prices and even the rent prices. And but it's be... probably cheaper than hotels would have been if we got two rooms for a week. Aye, but I tell you what, a fucking hotel would have had aircon. Aye. There's no hotel, like, or, well, there is in Australia, but there's not uh, any, many fucking hotels that do not have fucking aircon in it. But when you get to big cities, and I noticed this a lot in Australia as well, which is they just, they just, so many houses just don't have aircon. Yeah. Because they're just like, because they're used it's, to the temperature. Like, they uh, can sleep in the fucking heat or whatever. But, man, you need, I find it impossible to sleep in heat. Like, I would much rather you play... I can sleep through loud music. So I'm gonna I'm gonna edit it out of the podcast because you don't need to hear this, right? But there's a flat in this block that's left the uh, receiver off the hook from the not the phone, but the intercom for the buzzer downstairs. If you leave your intercom off the hook, it'll just start like an incessant ring, just to tell you to put it back on the hook. But there's clearly no one living there. And also in such a London fucking fashion, it's just like yeah, there's noises, like in like nighttime's fucking noisy, and someone else's fucking problem. I done that way. I was kind of just. Not guided meditation, but just closing my eyes and started like taking in my sensations. You still doing uh, Sam Harris? I haven't done it in ages. No. I think I need to though. 
I think I'm missing it. Let's get back to that in a second. But I, I was in London when I lived there, sat on the balcony, closed my eyes, and I tried to pick up all of the different noises. Have you ever done that when you listen to music and you try to listen for all the different instruments or whatever lay out on top of each other and there's like so much there, but you just hear it as one thing when you're just passively listening to it with a periphery of your ears. But if you focus on it, you can find all these different bits in it. I started doing that with the ambient noise in London and I've counted about 15 different things that were making noise. Aye, and it's just all all grand. Aye, and um, so I come to terms with that again. Well, Well unseasoned. Mm. Absolutely, I've I've let I keep letting me battery running to charge on stuff. I keep losing things. I just, I used to be classic traveling. I don't think that's true, mate. I was I've traveled with you for ten years, and we both know that we always come back with a fucking suitcase that's five kilograms lighter than when we leave. That's true, but you know what didn't happen? Mm. I never got flustered once. I get flustered about that shit now because uh, I've been so used. To, I've been so used to my routine at home. My routine's been shattered, like, I've fucking, you clutch onto it, like, a comfort blanket, you've got your things, that, like, whereas I didn't have that thing to clutch onto, to lose. Aye. So now I'm not, I wouldn't give a fuck if I just didn't have enough pairs of spare boxes, I just got out of the shop, and now I'm like, oh, now I'm going to run out by tomorrow. No, no, now when I forget fucking, if I forget anything on two, I blame Cara instantly, right? Because we've both got... Me, we? Well, because we've both got qualities. Cara is phenomenal with dates. Cara can tell you the fucking date of any fucking date we did anything. Like, you ask her, what happened a couple of weeks ago? She'll be able to tell you to the fucking day. Is that because of her memory? Or does she know what photos to look for? Or does she, like, the... Uh, Oh, so she's back... Yeah, she's able to do it through fucking photos, but she's also got a fairly fucking decent uh, memory. Uh, and that's what she's good at, and I'm good at fucking, you know, dealing with spiders and facts and statistics that I've pulled out of me, fucking arse and whatnot. So, but like, and she, and she also, man, she knows my fucking weak point. So when when I'm leaving, she's always good. She's like, you don't need a jacket today, and I'm like, fucking oh, she sh- saved our bacon the other day. She saw we both trying to leave the house in jeans, jacket, fucking sweater or whatever, backpack on my backs, Aye. and she was like. He's like, I kind of hate that. Yeah. And it never even crossed my mind. And you go, oh yeah, fuck. So she's dead good at that stuff. So um, there was one time on fucking to her left, right? And I, I packed, th- for this is for seven days, three pairs of jeans, uh, eight shirts, three hoodies, two pairs of shoes, and no underwear and no socks. And I just messaged her once I realised, and I was like, how could you let me leave the house like this? <laughs> <laughs> Does she even play any part in you leaving the house like that? No, but she does, because she's got different packing rules that I do. Man, I pack the morning of. Oh, yeah, I, like right. five minutes before yeah. I do leave. That blows her mind. But I used to be mint at that, that's what I think. Yeah. I used to fucking, like, be on point with being a last-minute lever. I was just fucking used to it, but she was like, you should do it the night before. And I'm like, no, no, morning of. Like, it gives you an extra... For me, packing is something that you have to do, and I hate fucking waking up. So if I wake up for something I have to do, I'll wake up earlier, and then my airport experience is probably going to be a little bit easier because I'm less fucking, like, just on the edge of sleepness. Uh, so I'll wake up and I'll pack. And most of the time, she'll go... And because she knows I'm an idiot, and she knows I'm forgetful, and she goes, have you got this? Have you got this? Have you got this? And then she fucking didn't. And look what happened. Uh, that's because you lean on it too much. I know, but at this point, she's got to be there to lean. I put a ring on the finger, mate. She's got to be there to ah, lean on. Like that's fair. the fucking deal, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you haven't made vows yet, but like, it's it's definitely like, foreshad- I, I, it's foreshadowing. Uh, I'm there to to like get rid of beasties. Like if I was if I was one day I was like oh, I'm not getting rid of a spider. I've 
You've let her I've, down. I've, I've, got, I've devalued myself. You, that was one of the things. You've broke your psychological contract. Oh, fucking speaking of. Right. So, you know, Big Fat Ray, our cat. Yes. Right. So, the, for anyone that doesn't know the history of Ray, uh, she was a breeding cat for like 10 years and was locked in one room in a house. Um, this isn't when we owned her, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm not bragging about that. Being like, we're near Barrett Dogs and Cats Home and can I just say, fuck you. Um, she, she was just breeding cat for 10 years. So they just bring another cat to have sex with her. She would be pregnant and eating fucking biscuits and then she'd give birth and then once they were... Yeah, the children were getting taken away. Aye. There's so, a lot of psychological damage to a cat. Aye. So they, my parents rescued her from that situation, right? And... She came back and she was very bad with the other cat we had in the house and she also would only eat biscuits. Like, you fucking put tuna in front of her nose and she wouldn't do anything. And then me and Cara got her at the start of lockdown and Cara gets very sad because, like, old cats aren't meant to, like, play too much. Like, because they, 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 in the same way that you play when you're young and when you're Aye, older, you you'll, you'll pull a muscle if you try and run like you are, kitten. Aye. Whereas Ray is, she's still got that instinct in her and Cara's just, she's just like, it's because she never had a childhood. She's living her childhood. And I'm like, I think she's just a cat that enjoys playing. Anyway, she's fat. She can't chase things. Like, she goes around the garden. She pretends to chase things in front of us. Is she fat or is she all a big ball of hair? If you shaved her, would she be fat? Yes, aye. And she's also got, because she had so many fucking kids, she's got like a big fucking, like, she's got a big pregnancy belly. Yeah. Like, when my parents first got her, she had no fur on the bottom of her belly because it would drag along the floor whenever she walked. Oh, wow. So we've obviously got well beyond that point. Every time we, they, we go to the vet, they're like, she's still a little bit overweight. And we're like, I and like some days we're stricter and then some days we're not because like she's old and dying and at this point it's like have your fun aye but but not to the point where it's bad for her bones or anything aye. so we you know you're not like chased around the room with a laser pointer no she doesn't have to laser pointers <laughs> she Cara texted me today devastated because Ray got her first confirmed kill oh did she destroy Colin Colin <laughs> <laughs> She came she up Colin? Uh, with it. Just How did she Um Just snapped. Snap sat, sat, sat on his face. Aye. He's going down on her and he just forgot to breathe. <laughs> uh, here's the most devastating the bit that Cara's having a hard time with. Now, what was the kill? Let's see. That's like a shrew or a mouse. But it's, it's a, a mouse. Hole. But it's also very clearly a baby mouse. That's not an adult mouse. Is it not? Man, look at the size of the head. That's like when Disney make animals cute. They make the head bigger, yeah. the ears bigger, the eyes cute. I see what you're saying, but it's got fur. It's not like no, it's not Brant, man. That's uh look at that. Ah, uh, that's inf- that's an infant mouse. Right. So Ray's <laughs> that mouse has just got its packed lunch and it's on its way to school. You know what uh, I mean? Like, but Ray's coming back in like I've uh, I've dealt with the problem. <laughs> you're like <laughs> the kids were never the problem. Like, that's that's like me complaining about the fucking neighbour, right? And then sending you around being like, look, the neighbour, he plays music too loud sometimes. And, and then this guy runs one of their kids on the swing and that's just fucking push them, push them all at the top until the chain wraps around the frame five times and, and you smash, like, smash that teeth off it. I'm like, I dealt with the neighbour. I'm like, this is... I'm the greatest bodyguard in the entire world. Dealt with the fucking thread. No, you, you murdered a child. So Ray's there like fucking BJ Penn licking the blood off out of his gloves. <laughs> but it's just the tears of a baby dead mouse that was just in. Man, this thing wasn't running away. She probably picked out of a fucking nest. I don't know what mouse is living. Aye, I have a tree. Is it, uh, yeah, yeah, is it a tree? Aye, I, I, Daniel, the nice to lay eggs in nests of trees. Aye, you never been shit on by a mouse. Uh, You've never lived. 
Ah, oh, stop me getting shit on by a bear the day. Aye. Sound move that. I was. Yeah. Because. Um, <laughs> you didn't make me look up first. <laughs> there, I, th- I didn't. You basically, we're at the door for the gig at the Grand, and uh, you hit the buzzer, and you're waiting for a response, and I look up, right, and there's a fucking pigeon on the barbed wire, it's just stood balanced on the barbed wire, and I watched its arsehole open, <laughs> <laughs> and I looked doing a see, and I went, step back, mate, you're about to get shot on, yeah. and you step back, and the shot just hit the deck by your feet. Sound move that. If there was other people um, there, like I wouldn't have said out. I would have just said that and watch this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a real friend would have dived in front of it and taken the hit. But I mean, I guess. Well, like over the top, we did. Just a wee bit of parkour. Frosty flop over the top here. Frosty flop, catch it in the mouth, <laughs> spin it back up right in the pigeon <laughs> right, time. Right back up the tassel. <laughs> Some people are into that. Um, I guarantee you. Somebody out there has wanked to somebody spitting shit back up a pigeon's ass. Aye, probably. Aye, I bet there's at least three results for that on any porn channel. Aye, there's no Google work anymore. No, people are sick. But um, what what did you do that was sound to me not so long back? There was something he done to me and I was just like, he could have had me there. Oh, it's... Was it your schnooze? You know how you've got like oh yeah you got your schnooze. So so I've got I nicotine pouches that stick in my mouth like it's like a dirty Scandinavian, and uh, you've got the fresh ones that are just in a wee tub. And then if you if you're not near a bin when you take one of them out, there's like a little thing on top where you can just put your used ones like in a there. Disposal bit, isn't it? Aye. I didn't know this rule and I just popped the top open. Aye, and he was about to put one of them in his mouth, and I was like, mate, that's how we got COVID the first time. <laughs> <laughs> So I fell for it before, have I? Uh, let's not do it again. No, I sort of sound. Um, so you know about um, the travelling. We're not as good as travelling as we used to. Or Aye. like, I'm speaking for myself here. I feel like um, we stand up as well. And I know there's a couple of variables, right? Like the the audiences are socially distanced, and it's a bit hot now. That I don't feel like I'm as good as I was. And there's a handful of bits about like getting back to work. And I don't know if this like is relatable in other people's lines of work as well, but I feel like the travelling aspect, the actual stand up's a bit wordy. I'm sure there's more punchlines in there. I feel like the writing could be updated. And I'm coming back into the world not as good as I was, just in every, every aspect of it. And um, it's hard even though like it's understandable and it's like somebody'll put your arm on your shoulder and go, Ah, you've been locked doing for ages. It's really demoralising at I, times. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had the same thing. Like the past uh, couple of the fucking shows have just come off and been like, I'm at the point now where I just don't like this show anymore. And it's not because the audiences have been bad. They've just been fucking honest. Like, I mean, yes, you can have bigger fucking rooms with more people in it. But Aye, but my, they might just laugh at everything yeah, because the atmosphere is grand. Exactly. But you actually get found out if the room's a little bit uh, di- more difficult. Aye, so in the fa- difficult rooms where you fucking poke holes in your armour. Aye, and that's when it's fucking half-filled due to fucking COVID reasons. And uh, it's hot. It's fucking sweaty. Um, and everyone's just a bit fucking tired. Uh, so, I, yeah, and I agree. Over this weekend, I've definitely found the fucking weak holes in my show. But then also just at the point where I'm just like, I mean, obviously we'll work on this because, like, I can't fucking tour it for another six months without, uh, without like, I just fucking go and be like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just this what it is what it is. Like, you put the fucking work into the show, but 
Alright, it fucking kicks the shit out of you when you just get up being like, oh man, maybe this isn't the fucking best stand-up I've written in my life. Uh, like, some and, of it is. And people have been lovely. When we've met people, they've been, like, fucking really complimentary backstage, like, after, after the gig. Sorry. Aye, but they don't fucking they, know. They don't know what your standard is for yourself. And I'm I'm just not psychologically ready to be past my best. I had, I had to deal with that on an athletic level. I'm 38, right? I had, I had to deal with it on an athletic level when I couldn't make the same runs I used to make in football. My times in runs are current bests, not personal bests. Aye. And I've psychologically dealt with my athleticism slipping. But you know, when it comes to your, your mind, your craft, your... Aye, you do... Aye. Like some, I'm, I'm some, not ready to let go of... Well, because also, like, it shouldn't be something... Like, with your body, that fucking, you know, deteriorates over time. Like, you do have a fucking peak time in your life when you're going to be your most fucking athletic. <coughs> but I feel like with jobs... Especially, well, fucking any jobs like that are skill based or talent based or whatever, <coughs> you just consistently get better at those things. Yeah. Like, you know, the best doctors in the world—they're <coughs> not the thirty-year-olds. They're not the ones in their twenties. Alright, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like those dogs are fucking great, but they're nowhere near as good as the fucking sixty-five-year-old. Like, yes, you yeah. maybe you might not be able to do surgery, but I'm pretty sure there's plenty of them. Like out there, you're just meant to get fucking better. And now, obviously, the other thing is. You don't have to always be being get be get be getting better. Like the climb to anything doesn't have to be directly up. Ah, uh, that's you, true. You can go through yeah. fucking peaks and troughs, and you're allowed to get worse. Uh, not necessarily worse for a bit, but you're not allowed to fucking make progress. And you've got to remind yourself, like, I might be on this fucking stump here, but it's still going up. But man, when you're in that fucking slump, you're like, is it? Is this the other side? <laughs> Like, is, there, is this the decline side of the fucking graph? Like, that, this can't be good. Like, I'm really hoping that if it goes down for a bit, fine, that's part of the journey. But it's got to go start going up again, and it's still got to surpass the other mountain that we just fucking came yes, down from. Uh, and you, you, know what I'd, you know what I'd really like to have as well? I'd like to have, like, a kind of do-over and start again with open mic nights and just scrumple up all my material from pre-COVID. And Aye. start building a new set. But, like, you know, going through the measures of, like, going up and open mic, people have paid too quick to get in. They know what it is. You can take your notes on stage. But I've dived straight back into playing, like, big venues, going on cold to warm up. So I feel like I have to go in with stuff that I trust. Aye. Um, and then, and then I can't, else... like, be bringing new material to a warm-up spot. Uh, but I, I'd love to just fucking climb the ladder again. I'd love to, like, I'm trying to, in my head, I've always like, look, I'll just, you know, I'll look forward to the fucking next show. But I'm trying to fucking take myself back and go, like, man. Enjoy this one. Also, the jokes are there. Like, there are jokes there. Like, there was a point when all of this was fucking doing great. And also, just because it's, just because now it's, it's not, or at least I'm not feeling that it's that good. You can fucking, it's like restarting a fire. You don't like it, like, this is me going into a lone references now. But like, whenever their fires go out, they don't just go away and chop more fucking wood and start an entirely separate fire. You blow fucking air back into those embers. Yeah. And you try and get it going again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, like, that's the important thing about fucking breaks when you're doing this yeah. fucking job is, Man, we've been doing double shows all weekend and the audiences have been great, but nothing makes a joke less funny than saying it an hour and a half later. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't would. do, I wouldn't do that in fucking conversation. Imagine imagine like you go to a fucking party, right? And you're in one room, you're in the kitchen, you're filling up your drinks, and you tell a joke and everyone and it gets a laugh from everyone. 
and then with sincerity 90 minutes later you're in the bedroom as if like I right. just tell the same fucking joke you're missing me there going are you fucking serious are you, the story are you, like, are you like a fucking little doll with a string in the back like you've only got three fucking stories that's what fucking record man grander <laughs> and when you tell jokes like the whole point of it is you're trying to make the audience feel like this is the first time that you're telling this. It's about the performance as well. And it's easy to do that night to night because you've had a different day, you've had different things you've been doing, like you had dinner fucking boring. You might have a drink on stage this time, you might not, you might be a little fucking baked. Like you've got the rest of the day to fucking you've, break you've up. You've cleansed your palate within Aye. a 24 hour period. You've had a sleep Aye. at least. Yeah, you've cleansed fucking there and then you can go back and, do, and don't get me wrong, that gets hard over a long period of time. But man, two in a fucking day, like to every comic that does it, Respect it. And also, none of you fucking can't sit in there being like, oh, I do four or five gigs a night. No, no, no. You do four or five ten-minute spots a night, and that is nowhere near the same fucking thing. He's talking directly to me here. <laughs> <laughs> I also, the, the audacity of me to, like, call comics out as if any comics listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's if we're the Joe Rogan. It's like, it's just a favourite amongst, like, it's Bill Burr's Monday podcast. A lot of comedians listen to it. They just yeah. to get the fucking advice. That's not us. We're just listened to by fucking idiots. Aye. Our, our idiots, though. Did they have any questions? They did. Because you know what? Um, thank you to everybody that wrote questions in for the Patreon, Patreon bon- special, bonus special. We've done a video. Tom Horton asked with the questions uh, on your behalf. The Semantic Belt isn't there. We hadn't looked at them. We just let Tom pitch them to us so that we'd let them catch us off guard. But I realised like, how, ma- how many there was. After the, I'm glad podcast. that was the case, but I think it's always like embarrassing whenever you see somebody, or, and I, and I've I've been part of this before, like when you put out a question to your fans, and and you're expecting to be like inundated, like I'm gonna have to select a few, and then like you get three, and you're like, oh, all right, okay. Well, you know what? As well, I'm I'm a bit of, I'm a bit ashamed of my behaviour over the last five years, right? Because we've got such a fucking love, we've got such a lovely following. And they're fucking so loyal and they're so nice when we meet them and all that, right? right? And I'm fucking really um, chuffed at the at the, um, the following that we've pruned. Mm. Right, but we've actually made them shy away from interaction because of all of what attacking on mugglery. People think to reach out to her, uh-huh. whether it be on social media, whether it be on the Patreon. We've like made them think, like so many people get in touch with us with, I don't care if I'm being a muggle here to reach out to you, but I just want to oh. say this, right? And I hope people aren't, I hope, is this the correct double negative? I hope people aren't not reaching out to her in case they come across like muggles. Aye. Because the amount of fucking shit the tides went out on with us that we've called on Muggle Corner. Aye. And that also, which is D. Everyone's a fucking muggle Aye. some of the time. So, um. But you slot especially. especially <laughs> Kai's gonna try and make you feel better, and I'm just gonna make. This is good cop, bad cop, and that's the tactic for the rest. So He's I, gonna be like, oh no, you're fine. Like, we love it when people reach out, and I'm gonna be like, we do love it when you reach okay, out. But you're I but you're fucking muggles when you do it, though. And that's fine, it's fine to be muggles, but you're fucking muggle, though. I what's good is, uh, I'm, I'm in a nice spot where, like, I have a manageable amount of engagement. Like, people that reach out to me, I can usually get back to them. Aye. Whereas, um... I don't go into me DMs. Aye. Um, and I should, because that's where I met David Schwimmer. Oh, fuck aye, you can't aye. But, but man, like, you go, man, when you win the game, leave the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like, there's... Fair enough, fucking, I dare. Matthew Perry's like, I didn't even text back. <laughs> <laughs> I still just, I. 
we'll say that Instagram, and this is such a fucking <laughs> privileged complaint. Instagram, do us a favour. Gotta make there a separate DM box for people that are verified. <laughs> Just because I don't want to see what the people who really love me think and what they want to say. I just want to know what celebrity friends I can have. Uh, I just want to be able to go. You, like, like, this isn't one of the questions, but if if you could have any celebrity friend, like that was just like proper pally with you, who would it be? You know how like um, uh, David Corios is just really pally with Israel Adesanya, the UFC fighter. Uh, he clocked that. No, I uh, they're just like good pals, a pair of them. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Who would you I'll, like? Who would you like to have? Um, I'll go for three. I'll go. I think Capaldi uh, was a fun one. Capaldi's a great one. Uh, Seth Rogen would be great to know. Oh, class! Seth Rogen would be so good to know. Like you just go around. Oh yeah, here's mine. Fucking nothing but net. Andy Samberg. Aye. Yeah, if Andy Samberg just took a shine of his reshoot of his and then just wanted a fucking bromance with us. Aye, that'd be aye, great. Aye. Andy Samberg would be And you'd like, put him off by like really getting into the friendship and then and then writing a script about it and he'd be like, oh God, this is the number one reason why I lose friends. <laughs> stuff te- taking an angle on us, man. Um, I do hear that though, you know, when, um, you did, especially with comedy, like I ended up uh, hanging out with Bridges quite a bit in 2014 and um, in... Melbourne, because we're in the same hotel in the festival and all that, right? And we're just like, we're fucking, we're struck it off because we're both like working class lads. And I kept wanting to ask him to do punch drunk, Aye. and I kept wanting to ask him to do set list. But I'm like, oh, just didn't cross that lane, man. He's been your pal. He Aye. gets that Ali's life. Just fucking, just, just be a friend. Just let it, let it be sound, man. Didn't look like you want some of them. Oh, I uh, fucking loved it if you come to Blythe. <laughs> uh, Olivia Coleman. Hi, Olivia Coleman from um, what? What did I? I've watched She's her in quite a bit. Peep Show, the that, Queen one with. Uh, so I saw her in Peep Show second. Everyone knew her from Peep Show, aye. and Natalie loved her from Peep Show. But I saw her in some. Nah, what have I seen her in recently? Oh, let me. Normally, I'm very good at being a human IMDb. But it's I've it's it's not um, it's not Killing Eve, is it? I'm mistaken. I'm no. Fiona Shaw there. Uh, aye. Uh, let's see. Everyone's screaming at the podcast now. No, they know what we are now. Aye. They're used to it. Aye, they're still screaming though. Because <laughs> we know what they are. <laughs> they scream at the podcast, kind of guys. Oh, so she's in The Favourite. That's not what I saw in. No, she, I mean, she's in loads. She's had a fucking belt in couple of years. It wasn't The Crown years. I saw in either. The Crown. Uh, the Father. Fleabag. Uh, I saw her in Fleabag, but I already knew her from something when I watched Fleabag. Uh, them that follow Warship Down, Let's Dance. Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. Oh, that might be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, National Theatre. Broadchurch. Of course she's in Broadchurch. Broadchurch fucking class. You're skipping past stuff, or do you think you're skipping past No, I'm skipping that? past more Thomas. She's begging the Thomas the Tank Engine universe. I didn't realise that. The Night Manager. Uh, Peep Show. London Road, The Lobster. These aren't in fucking order. The Secrets, Mr. Sloan, Rev, W1A, Cuban Fury, This Gen Z. Jesus Christ, what a career. Lock, Run, The Suspicions, I'll Give It a Year, Bad Sugar. None of these ringing a bell? No, Iron Lady, that. See Me. Maybe I was just like watching a Twitter feed or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was then. Uh, she's in, I think she's got a bunch of new movies coming out because obviously she got the fucking uh, Oscar for the favourite. So you want to be her pal? I think she'd be good, right? Because obviously, like, your standard one to go for is somebody that, like, you can go out and have a bromance with and, like, hang out and get drunk and just, like, talk fucking shit and have, like, fun experiences. But, like, I reckon Olivia Coleman's still, like, dead down to earth. 
Uh, like every time you stayed in London, she would insist that you stayed with her. And like she'd make sure that she had time off, and if she didn't, she'd like a week leave a wee fruit basket out for you in the morning, uh, being like, oh, "I've left this stuff in the fridge for you." Do you think she'd be quite mothering? Uh, not as I know, not as I think she'd just be a good friend. Like I just uh, think, like, and that's and like, man, like this weekend after you like have a couple of tough gigs and you feel bad about yourself, you just go back and she's in her jammies and she goes, "I was going to go to bed, but we'll have we'll have a bottle of wine. Go uh, on, I let's." Have, uh, I've opened this. I didn't. I didn't come want to on, ask let's. You yeah, yeah tell me how it is. Of course, you want to talk about it come on we can uh, she sends her husband to bed because you know how, how important uh, our time is together uh, so anyone else these are, now that was my question that was a good question oh in that case I'll ask one which will cause genuine fucking rage this is the most divisive question in the fucking world oh, and uh, no we've done it before right. um but to genuinely to people at home, pl- play this with your friends, your partner, your family, and you're going to lose your fucking minds at them. You didn't know how much a lot of this stuff meant to you. What's your dream tuck shop collection, right? So you're, you get to a tuck shop, you can have any drink, um, any chocolate, and any bag of crisps. Oh, chocolate, any chocolate or sweet. Mine changes with a fucking wind leg. Aye, but, the, but I want you to commit to record what your choices are because this is... You, you think you cause controversy and other fucking boy. How are I'm just kind of fucking right. I'm at, I'm at the tuck shop right now. Right? Uh-huh. I'm fucking... I'm looking around. I'm going to make a snap judgment. This is just me instincts tagging. Right. This ain't me like measuring everything against the... Like, I'm not going to go through and think each sweet. The, the, the Cadbury's Caramel caught me eye. Re- the caramel, Cadbury's caramel. That's a, that's a very you bite bad it, You bite into a soft pocket of fucking joy. Cadbury's caramel. That's oh, boom, right. boom. I, guess. I mean, just such a give like, me, give I like that. I like that's a yeah. middle tier chocolate. Yeah, give us one of them purple bottles of Oasis. I don't even care what kind of berries in it. The purple looks good. Get that purple. <laughs> in Man, it. this is get so that left purple, field. Get that purple in my. You're belly. not going for any favourites. Yeah, yeah. Flame grilled crisps. Cr- no. they've got crinkles on them McCoy's McCoy's aye oh, <laughs> crisp with a you know what I mean I don't want it fizzing and popping on me stung like a skip or a quaver how am I man how am I wise up so I, I've made some snap judgments on me I, I don't want any f- you know what I don't want any fizzy pop just fucking breaking in giving us wind give us something that's refreshing I'm hot it fucking guns doing like a dream tastes nice and sweet right, right? and then uh, oh that fucking caramel stain on my teeth Oh. I just kind of said the worst choice I've ever heard, uh, and I'll not name our friend, but her decision was, and I'm not fucking kidding, uh, Bounty, which already oh, the worst, hell. any one of you that likes bounties, you know what? Like, there's something they're, they're, wrong with you. They're, they're they're nobody's, nobody's, I'm not having that. The nobody's fate. Oh, they're anyone's favourite. I like a bounty, but how oh, I, I don't like, like a bounty. fucking one shot, one kill. The ratio is all wrong, man. I don't want that much coconut with that much chocolate, man. Like, how come when you have caramel, it's not that fucking, like, when you have bounties, 90% fucking coconut. You know what, as well, it's like pitched, like, it's like for, it's tropical coconuts and all that, but like, that's for you wants to fucking taste of some lotion in your mouth. <laughs> it's like not. So it's bounty, a fizzy water. Sparkling water was a choice. Who's your mate, like Kiastoma? Your mate, I'll tell you who it is after the podcast. After the podcast, you know you're protecting him. I am, I am. I don't want to sell him or her down the river. It's a her, it's a her. And, and, uh, sea salt and vinegar crisps from Sainsbury's. 
Salt and vinegar crisps with bounty and a sparkling water. Aye, that was her choice. That was her fucking death row tuck shop. One of my mates. Aye, not for long. Maybe I won't tell you. Maybe it's not worth the controversy and the fallout. Here's my choices, right? Um, part of me, I would say Iron Brew. I love Iron Brew, right? But I just don't want to be so stereotypical Scottish. Like, that would factor into my decision. So I'm going to go for Lilt. Lilt's good, man. Lilt's a I fucking... I haven't had a Lilt in a while. You know what I've been revisiting lately? The orange Lucasade, not the sport, but the like... You know, the oh, medical Lucasade. Yeah, the one that you get when you're fucking sick. When you've got diarrhea, they give you and it's got a sticky bottle. Then, and the lit, and for some reason, the hole is massive. Like, all other, all other bottles agreed that there was a perfect bottleneck size aye. and fucking Lucasade did too much coke and missed the meat. And then they were like, mouths are massive. Yeah, Let's just, just make this one. It's just been huffing poppers. It's, it's gaping. It's like a cup. It's like a Sports Direct mug. You? Huh? Sports Direct mug. <laughs> did he just call me a Sports Direct mug? You did. You said it. Fuck off. <laughs> I just returned, so... Get out of here. So, Lilt, drink. Ah, you know um, what? I didn't expect that from me. And, uh, I can't even say them properly, but... Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Oh, Worcester sauce. Is it Worcester? Worcester sauce. Are you trying to say Worcester? Worcester. Worcester. Do you call it Leicester? Leicester? Leicester. They won the league a couple of years ago. Good for them. So go for it. I love those. There'd be Chelsea at the FA Cup. More recently, you could have used that trophy. It seems you deleted that from your memory. I did. I fucking repressed it. Put it way down. I've only only got memories of the Champions fucking league, mate. That's the only. Uh, uh, And the Euros. Oh, come on. I haven't spoken about that properly yet. And then. Get your fucking crisps out the way so we can talk about that. My uh, chocolate would be double decker. And I would never have accepted Double Decker as an answer it's when I was bit, about 22. It's a bit of a bounty one, that, you know, in that. Fuck off. Nah, hold on. It's anyone's favourite in Double Decker. Absolutely wrong. There are people out there taking their shirts off and committing to Daniel Sloss tattoos because they're like, that's it. That's, that's, that he's nailed it. Like, he is the voice of the fucking people. Double Decker. You Absolutely. You're coming in with Double Decker. 100% oh, of I, I, My favourite's a topic. Wise <laughs> <laughs> up. Wise the fuck up. Yours? What was yours? <laughs> A fucking caramel dairy Aye. milk. Not even, not even a galaxy caramel. Galaxy who make far superior fucking chocolate. Cabbage Choc- caramel? Mm, you said dairy milk. Cabbage caramel? That's what I meant. Well, I said dairy milk caramel. Well, maybe it's, I said it's, sorry, it's the cabbage who make dairy milk, but they've got the pockets of caramel. Even so then. Cabbage caramel. Even then. You know, they've got the sexy, bunny on, the sexy bunny on the advert. Oh, now I see why you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a fucking deal so you can fucking make the rabbit and shagger. Aye. I get your fucking game. So... <laughs> so double decker, yeah. This was this was the butt of my joke a fucking while back where um I was ranting on in the book it was on the podcast, it was about the M M&M and M store. I was like, M and M's anybody's favourite chocolate, like fuck, I'd probably rather have a double decker Aye. than an M M&M. and M. You wouldn't fucking put a double decker store in Leicester Square. Double decker's a king. So that was me crack, but like for that to even operate like, that has to be, like, a lower to mid-tier suite. Mm-mm. That's why you're not enjoying your material, because your references are wrong. <laughs> That's why people didn't like you're that you double deck as top-tier, god-tier. I, th- I absolutely think so. I think it's a, I think it's in everyone's... I think, I think it's in most people's even, top five. I don't even fucking know what's real anymore, me. 
know what I mean? Right. People from Blythe. I know, I know none of you like... People from Blythe voting Tory. He said here saying Double Decker's a top tier suite. I'm like, just fuck Double Decker? It's got yeah. a Double Decker Of course it's got me. a top tier. It it's top tier. That's out of tune with reality. Sometimes I'm just like, hey, fucking Eva, I'm wrong on the entire right. world. Is. This is why me and Natalie believe that you're capable of fucking making eggy bread in the toaster. Because you come out of fucking left field with mad fucking claims like Galaxy Caramel. As if like, like you're like, like you get Galaxy Caramel if there's yourself? nothing. You're treating yourself with a gas... Love yourself, that's a man. Bimbo, that's a bimbo Love of, yourself, that's a bimbo man. Of a sweet, that like, I'm not I'm marrying it. I'm fucking bimbo of I'm a not, sweet. I'm not marrying it. I'm not spending the rest of my life with her. I'm just having sell a good five minutes. Nah, not even. Like it's like saying Mars bar, man. Like come on, like Mars bars are good. Everyone yeah. likes a Mars bar. Fucker, let's chuck this in here. Cream egg. Nah, too small for your like your dream. You want to get bang for your buck. You're not going, and you get bang for your buck with a double decker. Uh, it's, it's, fucking... hot, it's a hearty snack. Aye, there's everything. Put it on your chest. Aye, it's a meal like. Aye, it's one of five a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's two of them. I do like a double deck. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know what? It's like I'm enjoying double deck as more with age. Like we just picked up a whiskey and had a swig of whiskey there. It's for the more mature palate. But don't go and fucking swinging in like oh, where was originals? I was best friends. Like, fuck <laughs> off, man. However, however, man. So. So that was my question each. Aye. You know what? Ask us tomorrow to a different lot from the tuck shop. No, I'm quite consistent with my ones. Like I'll occasionally switch to pickled onion monster munch. Why don't call us that? <laughs> I mean, you were fucking come wielding pickle in here, like. Aye. Do you know how fucking Milo's kids? Aye. Uh, yeah, they're my godchildren. I know them very well. I just checking you know them before I tell you the story. <laughs> um, Milo was like, Dan Dan and Kai Kai are coming over to stay. Aye. You're like, which one's Kai Kai? And they were like, yeah, Kai Kai, it's got a funny accent and all that. And I think it was like, the one with the kind face. <laughs> oh, that's nice to <laughs> hear. Right? Which is nice uh-huh. to hear, right? But so, not, not for her parents, because they're like, man, she's going to trust some psychos when she's older. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I'm like, oh, so far the story's good. But like, it's not good, right? It's a, it's a shit sandwich, but the shit's the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it starts off, she can't remember who I am. Motherfucker, I thought I made an impact, right? And then she could remember who I am, and she paid as a compliment in the memory, and then she went, that's not Kai Kai, that's Pickle. Aye, she knows, And she man. didn't ask by my name, she knew it was Pickle. That is your name. Huh? Pickle is your name. No, I'm not having it. Oh, uh, look, I hate to sound like fucking Donald Trump here, but I'm going to need to see a birth certificate to know for sure. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Prove. If you want to fucking prove once and for all that you're definitely not pickled by birth, which I'm 82% confident you are, then I'm, I, I hate to be a fucking kite truther here, but get the fucking... I will. Aye. I will. Has your uh, fucking mum not rolled it into cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> Skinned up with it. Um, so, we haven't get, so this is a, a follow-up to the question and answer on Patreon. If you haven't watched that already, you need to become a bigger fan of the podcast. Um, so this is from Olav Dokes. This is the first one. That's I love dicks. I love dicks. Yeah, no, I love dogs. I love dicks. Um, I I just like a for a rundown of what both Muggins and Cream went through in the hours leading up to, during, and after the final. <laughs> and I just want to say to Olav, um, I'm very grateful to the England team for allowing me to run through every emotion I'm capable of having. I went through euphoria. I went through desolation. 
I went through pride for strangers and the boys that were playing. And I went from thorough disgust in strangers to me countrymen and the way they represented were on uh, off, uh, like outside of Wembley and on the oh, internet. Yeah. Um, so I've went through pride. I've went through disgust. I've went through elation. I've went through despair. Um, I, I went through, like, I was threadbare by the end of that. Like, I went through, like, joy and happiness with my friends that support England. I went through, like, a feeling of rejection from my friends that hate England. Um, I I just want to um, I just want to say I thanks for that emotional roller coaster. Football's brilliant. So and I was so close to Nirvana. Aye, aye, and you got the real Nirvana experience in that in the blow my head off. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before. The game, like I was like, I'm, I'm not watching it. Like it's, you went I've, through acceptance, aye, because you texted me. I went through. It was like, look, I can't live in a world where fucking England win. Like, and even people that don't support football in Scotland are like, if England win, it's going to be fucking worse than Brexit because they're going to use it as this fucking justification for all of like, we're the fucking great. Like, it's all this and just. But it's on the other side of things. Like, the team of young players are fucking great. They're fine examples of fucking young men. Gareth Southgate. He's a gentleman. Aye. Um, so we went to uh, Gareth and Laura's for some uh, dinner. Fucking ravioli and aye, we had we had Italian, so we had spaghetti, and we had garlic bread, and we had some drink, prosecco drink and peronis, and aye, and a couple of lovely Italian red wines, and we played Risk and uh, that real Italian game Risk, <laughs> try and conquer the world. Yeah, we just kept joining Germany <laughs> later on, <laughs> and then switching sides. Uh, so we were like, Risk is a long game. Sometimes it lasts up to like one or two hours, but what we weren't expecting was Cara to be the most my man Hitler would not stand in the way of Cara. Man, like I didn't know it was possible to win it in four rounds. <laughs> like I didn't realize you could just fucking win the game by just expanding. You can do on pass on and risk. Aye. Um, so then, like England score first, Luke Shaw, and is within the first fucking two minutes. And I was just tremendous goal. Straight straight after we blundered and give away a corner for nothing, where it looked like the fucking like our heads were gone after a minute, and then we scored after two, and we're like, oh, phew! It looked like it was going to be a shoddy start. And obviously other people were fucking devastated, but just at this point, like after the argument that we all had after the fucking England went out in the World Cup and we all celebrated like fucking mad in front of them, I was just like, you know what, like I'll just fucking separate it. Like I didn't like when Liverpool won the league, but I didn't let it ruin my life. Like I was fucking angry about it for a couple of hours and then I was like, I like Ian Starling, I like Andrew Maxwell, Alfie Brown, like there's good people out there, I'll just... So I, was kind of, so I text you and I text Barry and I was just like, hey, fucking best of luck and, you know, whatever. And we were playing the game and then Cara won. And then Italy equalised and we opened another bottle of red. And it was just so tense because it was either going to be England won on penalties, which would be this great redemption story for Gareth Southgate, Southgate yeah. who missed the final penalty in 96 I think it was yeah. and was the reason uh, that they didn't win it then so he's brought this young team of fucking players up but also in the same way after England finally beat Germany it was just this fucking massive thing where we were like we done it we won the war it's that all over again like we beat the fucking Germans we beat the curse we're like if they beat their penalties curse it's going to be twice as unbearable as before because they're truly going to think they're invincible because that was always their big fucking downfall but if they lose on penalties... Oh, it must have been real bittersweet for you, lads, though, because yes, are there celebrating that um, they're saving the penalties from England, right? But you're also there going, 
Is that Marcus Rashford, the one that fed all those kids and gave up a better opposition to the British Aye. government, which I'm part of Britain, a better uh, opposition to the British government than any of our politicians, whether that be fucking uh, Labour or the SNP or anything Aye. has ever put up with her, is that man there taking that penalty. Yes, he's sad. Yes, he's a... Oh, in your face, you cunt. Oh, no, right? That must have been bittersweet no, to we like the man, we but weren't. wish him the worst possible heartache that he could possibly we go through. We weren't... So it was like when fucking Saga missed. I was with Arsenal fans. And they were like, man, we love fucking Saka so much. Saka's a sweetheart, He's an man. absolute fucking sweetheart, and they shouldn't have been taking the fucking penalty. But for us, it's like, man, these are all... Man, you can say that about most things. They're all fucking good men. Like, we've seen in the way that they've stood up for each other, and they've been a fucking team afterwards. Like, they've all come out, and they've all fucking condemned it. They've all stood beside each other. Like, it's a good fucking team of lads. I feel fucking bad for all of them. Mm. But I was very happy that there was... A whole bunch of racists sat and a whole bunch of bigots. Got fired from work, the fucking, the, anybody, right? So there's people that fucking, like, Andrew Lawrence, fuck Andrew Lawrence, like, fuck Andrew Lawrence. Coming out and pointing out that I'm just saying the white players scored. Oh, that's just Point, such a freezing say, cold take. Freezing cold take. St- saying, oh, I'd rather the kids starved and the goal went in, right? Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, it is, they, they are fucking jokes. Like, so yeah. I'll always forgive someone for telling jokes. But I'm just like, man, those aren't funny jokes. Here, here's something, right? Just saying the white players scored. Andrew Lawrence. All right. Right. The white players scored. The black players didn't. How about if there wasn't cunts like you in the country that, that were... Booing the knee that was standing up against, actively standing up against the movement for, for equality. If there wasn't cunts like you making them players feel insecure, feel like they weren't part of the country that they were born in, making the, right, maybe they would have had a bit more air in that chest. Maybe that chin would have been that little bit higher. Maybe the ball would have went in the fucking top corner if it wasn't for you, you daft little cunt. Aye. Like maybe's. That it was the colour of their skin, but only because of racists that didn't back them, and that's why they didn't score. Arseholes, man. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, I've been through some emotions. <laughs> no, no, man, and they're all fucking thousands. And the thing is, like, again, I didn't feel I could take any pride in my fucking friends being sad. But again, it's just fucking being Scottish. You just don't want the fucking English to win. So when they lost we cheered a bit Cara filmed it and at the end of the fucking video the thing is I'm like don't send that to anyone like this is just a reaction we're drunk we're enjoying the moment but when we when we did drive home there were fireworks in Scotland oh, of course there is uh, <laughs> uh, you're like oh they tried to invade we they tried to invade we once in the 1500s can you correct us so you're like that like You've got like a historic. I mean, that's there. not the, that's not like, the only most no, recent on. awful thing you've done to hold us. On, hold on. And then, uh, and then you're like, hold on, we're playing against Italy. They're the genesis of invasion. Like they hey, started the whole invasion. If game. you can they show me, they worked their way up England. If became you, us, and then that's when we tried to invade Scotland. If you can show me <laughs> one racist Italian, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> If you can show me a single racist Italian, maybe I'll agree that there's a little bit of hypocrisy. But until that happens... Your historic historic (laughs) beef with England started becoming real straw man when we're playing against Italy and Germany. I can't, uh, as a history buff, I can't think of any evil Italian men. The Mario Brothers were great. Um... Recently, the Lazio uh, fan base started petitioning for a male-only stand. Oh... 
That's just that, a good old kiss. And that was like in 2018 or 2019 or something. I heard this because they didn't qualify for the Champions League and the journalists were going, it's not a good time for Lazio to be on the world stage. This is very <laughs> funny. Because this is what's coming out of their fan base right now. <laughs> this is very like, funny because a couple of days ago I read an article about how I think it's uh, I think it's in Saudi Arabia or um, oh, maybe it's not, maybe I've got this wrong, but there's... Uh, a country where women have been banned from sports stadiums for all their life. So it was the story of this girl who would dress as a boy to go watch her football team because she loved fucking football so much. But now she gets to go in dressed as a girl because they're finally opening up to women. Imagine how ashamed of your country be if Saudi Arabia do something before you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, like, you're like, we want to get women banned from the fucking stands. Saudi Arabia, they let who in? <laughs> are we the bad are guys? We the bad guys? <laughs> are, we, are we taking a massive step back in all this? Uh, um, so it's a, it's a strange one because I think um, England not winning come with a little bit of like, oh, there was a lot of people who didn't deserve that trophy as far as the, the government fucking trying to like piggyback on it pulling on the England tops after not even land the offside rule but they're trying to like fucking ride off some of the glory of the country that they represent mm. and you're like they this fucking Boris Johnson and Pretty Patel and all that like nah you even get the you didn't get to swim in this glory. Oh, yet they were trying to fucking swim right at the front of that glory with all the fucking bunting outside of Downing Street and all that. I was like, this cunt's never kicked the ball in his life. Oh, right? yeah. And then you've got all these racists that were on social media, the people that were fighting at Wembley. You're like, they didn't deserve to win. For us not to win, I am collateral damage so those people couldn't get to oh, ride that glory. And, um, and what it did is, and it's such a fucking horrible way for things to start making progress, but it really highlighted that racism was real. And anybody that, say somebody that lives in the northeast of England and they're not like surrounded by people from different cultures, they're only surrounded by white people, so they don't know that racism's there and it's alive and fucking thriving. Right. Thriving is the wrong word for it, but you know what I'm saying. Aye. Um, flirty, flirty. So they're there going, like, oh, what's all this taking the emotion and all that? What's this Black Lives Matter fucking crap that's taking up all the news? I'm bored of this, me. And they're just talking like that because they didn't realise it's real. And then all of a sudden, they get to see how fucking real it is because of the way that those three lads who missed that penalty were treated. And then they have to make a fucking snap stand at the other side of the line because they don't want to be associated with these fucking absolute monsters. Right. So they've been there not like in, in this like ignorance of like, oh man, I just want it to go away. My life's fucking... Mm. And then they, they, I've, I've seen a lot more of the all lives matter type of people being progressive right, because just... they've actually had their fucking eyes peeled right. up into the problem. Right. Aye, so, I mean, there's, aye, I agree with you, there's some fucking positives in it, but mainly it's that you don't get to play footage of this final every fucking two years I haven't, for the rest. I haven't watched any of it back yet. Aye, fair enough. What's the next question? Um, oh, this one's from Sid. This is from Sid. Sid Will you Sidoff. suck my Jesus? Will Sid, you? Come on, I know man, you didn't even specify which yeah, one was that. Was that was also. Do you want to both suck it at once? One of either side. That, of that wasn't even DM'd, man. Like that's. No. Um, thank God you can't post pictures on Instagram comments because I think I knew what was following that, and it was a thirsty, thirsty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow already wet. Um, 
So the second question was uh, from Sid was, uh, does anyone have a joke that you wish you'd thought of first, either because it's so brilliant or because you think it would really suit you? And I've actually got a go-to response for this because when I first started stand-up, I started writing about having squint surgery on me. Um, you know how I had a bong eye? Aye. And then I had the surgery to get it fixed. And I had to wear like a patch glasses to make sure like my eyes would work independently. Like yeah. you have to put like a prism on. So like a, these big NHS glasses with a prism on and the prism would mean that my eye, when it's relaxed, is looking in the same direction as me eye that's not pointing the wrong way. Aye. And then if those two work together to make one clear image, I can have the surgery. So I started writing about that experience because it's quite a good well of comedy. Um, and while I was like, just, you know, a couple of spiral scribbles on a bit of paper and I was like about to take it to an open mic night, um, I watched Jason Byrne destroy that topic on Live at the Apollo. He just fucking annihilated that entire topic. And I was like, oh, that's just, it, that's got a fork in it. Yeah, yeah, that's done, I. Uh-huh. Um, for me, one of the ones, I guess, fucking Jim Jeffries gun control bit. Mm-hmm. It's just another one of those ones where just, like, so thoroughly every bit of the fucking argument's done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a good 15 fucking 20 minutes and he leaves no stone unturned. Um... Oh, yeah. now, do you know what's one of my favourite bits of all Chris time? Chris Rocks, I love black people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wrote it. I'd love to see the reaction. Because I guarantee me doing that joke does not get the same reaction. Do you know, apparently, that, I mean, this is just like fucking mythical talk of legend on the circuit, is that um, that never went down well for him for a long time. Really? He fucking persevered. And he t- he told himself, like... Um, I I know this is funny because I find it funny, and I trust my, I trust my, judge, judge I trust my own audience. judgment, and I trust my own taste. So what I'm not doing is getting it across correctly. This is a translation problem, not an idea problem. Aye. And he persevered with it, and eventually, like he got it to be one of the greatest routines of all time. Um, when I first started watching comedy, because I was late to the party with comedy, right? Um, I saw a routine by Rod Gilbert. About the luggage handle. Oh yeah, that's and that's cool. still to this day is one of the best routines ever. Oh, and that's still available on fucking YouTube. But it's, aye, that's a fucking. Because I think he like if it, you watch that on YouTube now, it's probably like dead pixelated and that. Like it's yeah, quite an it, old bit, isn't it? But well, that is so good. Aye. You know what's good about it for like looking at the craft is you'll take a little bit of time doing the setup, right? And then a punchline comes, and you want everything after that to be a quick route of a punchline. Aye. Motherfucker, every line's a punchline. He gets to the first punchline, then every single line's a punchline, and it goes on and on with just every next sentence that comes out of his mouth is a punchline. Aye. Um, good question. Another good question. Thanks, Sid. Um, so we're obviously not going to get through all of these. Cause just do one more, we'll then. We'll do one more. Um, what's the worst injury you've had, and how did it happen? Yours will be more interesting, so shall I go first? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Um, I've broken, like, all of my fingers and all of my toes at separate points. But, like, also, man, like, you, everyone breaks their toes. Uh, apparently like, people break them without knowing. Yeah, yeah. Because you like, rarely get that x-ray if it's yeah, toe, you'll just, you just have, like, a bang it and it's so stubbed. And it's such a small fucking bone that more, most of the time it just fucking heals back together. Like, if it's broken, it's not making too much fucking yeah. difference to the foot. And um, there used to be, where I grew up in East Weems, there used to be 
like at the beach when the tide was out, just loads of fucking crab pools. And like fucking back in the day when I was about eight, you'd get crabs over there, like fucking dinner plate size. Though to be fair, I don't know if they were, and I, or whether it was just small. And like, <laughs> but like I remember them being huge, like as big as your yeah. fucking face. Yeah. And then when we were teenagers, we tried to. One of them was called Matty. <laughs> we tried to fucking recreate that um, magic. And they were just way smaller, and I picked up one crab rock and fucking, and I just slammed back down on my finger and broke like two of them. But that's the extent of my yeah. injuries. So my I'm- dad once broke his uh, tailbone trying to beat his 12 year old in a fucking ski race. <laughs> Did he? He broke his coccyx. It was me and him, and we were skiing somewhere in America, and he was like, he was like... He brought he, his back short after a 12-year-old. I <laughs> he did. that jokes. <laughs> he did. He fell down. He's broken every bone in his body that the doctors just go, yeah, it's broken. Like, there's no treatment. Uh, you kind of put your tailbone on a cast leg. T- t- no, tailbone, so he's broken tailbone, he's broken ribs, and he's broken his collarbone. And those are all three things where you go, and the doctor goes, yeah, it's broken. Like, uh, that's... Whoops. Yeah, right. You big, you big whoops. Yeah. In America, they're like $19,000 for that diagnosis. Oh, man. And so, 5000 for the sling. So, because uh, I, I, I've actually remarkably getting away pretty unscathed in this life, considering how many close calls I've had. And right. I, I broke my cheekbone in a jet ski accident once, right? And um, I'm in the hospital. I'm sh- I've surely told this story on the podcast before, but here I go again. Um, I'm in the hospital, right? Because I, uh, I woke up in the ambulance. I'd been unconscious in the sea. The other jet ski has pulled us out and stuff, right? And I fucking, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the hospital bed in this ward that's twenty-four hour surveillance. Aye. So they've got to have someone watching you the whole time, right? And there was just a conveyor belt of like specialists and students and fucking everybody coming to have a look at us because this fucking medical miracle is happening on this bed, right? Your cock got bigger. It was massive. It was bigger than me. I was, I was mostly cock. Uh, there was a second bed yeah. for it. It was actually. It they was, actually. They, <laughs> they asked. They asked the penis. They asked him when it woke up if you, that it wanted you removed. It, it actually. It actually turned out. <laughs> it turned out to be a, a trick on the eye, and it was actually that I'd shrunk. You can't have the same size, but I pruned. I pruned in the water. But because I jet ski with a condom on, <laughs> we yeah. cock. As all the pro jet skiers do, by the way. That's like a little... It makes it more streamlined. Everyone knows that. Yes. Um, so, they're coming in and they've took samples. If this, of what? Of body fluid coming out my nose, right? Brain fluid coming out my nose. And they're like... No, <laughs> there's, there's not much of this. I, they're like... <laughs> they're talking of us. And they're trying to explain to us what's happening. I'm fucking in a daze because I've just been knocked unconscious oh, by a pair of hammer Meanwhile, all of your memories of your granddad are dribbling out of your nose. Just like cast by the friendly ghost, fucking screaming and that, and just dissipating into the ether. <laughs> right, so they're taking samples out my nose. They're testing them. They're testing them again. They're showing people the results. They're fucking just in wonder at what the fuck's going on with me in this bed, right? And they're like, it's not seawater. Right. Because there's proteins in it. Right. Is there no right. proteins in the sea? Other ones? Well, not not to this kind anyway. Right. This is how that this is how that dominant down to me, right? There's like there's fluid constantly coming out of your nose. It's not seawater because we've tested it. It's bodily fluids. There's, there's, there's proteins in it. Um, but if it was a fractured skull and it's brain fluid, 
you shouldn't be talking to her right now. Hi. Like, you and you were like, I, but I'm Geordie. I did. This is now I normally talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm well educated, me. <laughs> I went to eating. <laughs> I've had elocution lessons. <laughs> I live in Brighton upon Hove. <laughs> Fucking that just in bewilderment. I've had twenty four hour surveillance, right? And I'm testing this fucking brain fluid that in awe that I'm talking. Oh. And then somebody forgot it out what was happening. Come. I'd ruptured my tear gland and I was crying up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and there was tears flowing up my nose. Oh. And they were getting mad. Billy two rivers. Billy two rivers. <laughs> Billy two rivers. Big chief gripping candle. <laughs> So either way, the worst injury that I've ever had is a ruptured tear gland. Made him cry through the nose. Uh, it's actually the last time I cried. Right. It's very weird that you're like, my biggest injury is the time that I cried through my nose and not the time I bled out my arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> I lied through my teeth. <laughs> That's why they're so crooked. Like me. <laughs> Do you want to do another or we're done? No, no, we're done. So, um, We've got to wake... We've got to fucking wake up... At, like eight or nine a.m. tomorrow. We've got, to, we've got to carry a giant naked cardboard cut out of me to the higher car place. It's a uh, very limiting version of the term. We, I'm carrying your back, mates. So you're carrying yourself. No, that's. I've yours. carried you for enough of my career. It's about time you carried. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, so I, Daniel, Daniel got a gift from the gigs that we've just been doing at the Clapham Grand. Um, they give him a naked cut out of me that's almost life size. Aye. Just smaller penis. So we're on tour the next couple of days Norwich, uh, Halifax, then Barnet Castle. And then after that, it's Edinburgh and America tour dates will be announced soon. Yes, and uh, thank you to the patrons that asked the questions. We had a lot of fun uh, doing the actual Q&A. And if you haven't seen that already, the video is up on Patreon. And I'm going to put the audio-only one up because I know some of you only listen to this at work when your eyes are busy or whatever. So I'll put the audio your up. hands. And your hands. And um, I, so I'll put the audio up. And So thanks for your questions and thanks for watching it. And we'll, we'll keep putting the questions that are remaining into the regular podcast. Cadbury's cream eggs stopped their how do you eat yours campaign after your dad kept sending them videos of him trying to swallow them whole, passing out and then shitting himself (laughs) always ended with just him crying into a toilet while your mum stroked his back, just saying I just want to be a snake I just want to be a snake That's so wild that that's yours because this is mine. I started playing a flute and your dad randomly rose out of a wicker basket like a snake and started wiggling. <laughs> Your dad opens for Andrew Lawrence. <laughs> Your dad tested positive for COVID and started texting to pick up the lateral flow tested people telling them he was pregnant. <laughs> Your dad's Patronus is a hummingbird drinking crack sweat from the hole. <laughs> It hovers there so gracefully, but what it do it does it's so disgusting. This is there going, I wanna be a snake. <laughs> That's why he gets easy access to the asshole. He's down there, trousers around his ankles, That's trying right. to suck his own dick. That's why he slithers in. <laughs> Fuck you. Your dad measures his cock in millimeters so you can tell people how big it is in double digits. <laughs> 
your dad films himself wanking because he's convinced that one day he's going to catch a ghost watching him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, there's perverts on the other side, I'm telling you. There's fucking, they were perverts in this life. They're perverts on the next. There's no way they just go back from that. There's no way you can go through wells and not watch me wank. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number one thing you'd use it for. Is that narcissistic, however? You're omnipresent. <laughs> omnipresent, you're not watching this. Me slow wanking. Uh, your dad uses the hand dryer and the public toilets on his arsehole instead of wiping his bum. <laughs> to get the hummingbird off of him. Because <laughs> your dad's Patronus is of my dad's arse as well. Uh, your dad stubs his cigarette out in the church donation plate. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> Aye, but also just so rich, just don't go, Kev. <laughs> uh, your dad always chills in the chair for 20 minutes after a haircut waiting for his boner to go away. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my pants are haunted. <laughs> Looks like it's Casper the Too Friendly Ghost. <laughs> now watch this. Right. I'm going to stop this. Aye, stop it forever. And they're going to go and sign up to Patreon, if they're not already.